The menu of the day, Chef Bites at the Kiss Cafe. Kiss 92. It's Chef Bites with me, Charmaine Poir of Kiss 92. And I'm very delighted to have here with me today, Chef Ian Tan of Bottega di Carna at Mondrian Singapore Duxton. Thanks very much for joining me here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm like uh, super excited to be on the show. It's my first video interview ever, so uh, don't mind me. <laughs> well, that's exciting. But you know what else is really exciting? You representing Team Singapore in Monaco for the World Young Chef, Young Waiter, Young Mixologist 2023 Awards. And Team Singapore took the top spot, beating out Team USA in second place. And in third place was Team England and Wales. Now, congratulations, first of all. Thank you very much. <laughs> How do you feel about being crowned World Young Chef 2023 and winning this International Culinary Award? Wow, that, that was a crazy feeling. I had no idea that I was going to win it. But lo and behold, the team came and pulled through. I feel absolutely humbled to be able to put our local food on the planet. Uh, that's where the inspiration for most of the dishes come from. But yes, ultimately, it was just months of grinding in Singapore with uh, our chef mentors. And I couldn't have been more happy to be able to represent Singapore and have this opportunity. How much prep time did you have for this? Uh, not too much. So basically, in Young Chef, Young Waiter, the uh, competitions were held throughout the year. Uh, Singapore only had a little less than a month to prepare for the finals in Monaco. So it was just three weeks in and out. One thing is that we were polishing utensils with uh, Lucas Pawpaw <laughs> in, our, in our hotel room what? Uh, before we got a setup ready. It was really fun. I didn't know that could be used to polish utensils, but okay, noted. Now we know. <laughs> Oh, tell us a little bit about your culinary journey. How did you even begin in the kitchen and how did you get to where you are today? Uh, I was pretty much this kid that was running around the house and I needed something to maybe put me down and not annoy my domestic helper. She's like <laughs> a second mom to me right now. Basically, at the age of five, I was running around and she was like, hey, you have so much energy, please come and help out in the kitchen. So I found myself uh, chopping up garlics, shallots, and then occasionally washing the dishes. I enjoyed doing that. Then I started washing some dishes for a little pocket money at Bayshore Park Condominium oh. and then formed myself into a ramen joint. And I think that really helped develop my love for Asian cuisine, especially like Asian food, zizha, coffee shop food, and then uh, found myself in a culinary diploma. That's where I had more interest because my diploma had an Asian culinary practicum. Got to touch the wok and everything, almost burnt my eyebrows. Oh my. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was also fortunate enough to be working at very Asian-centric, prestigious restaurants such as Cloud Street and Saroja as of late before stepping into Bottega di Carna. Mm, and which role do you play in Bottega di Carna right now? So right now, I'm actually a senior chef de party. I'm running the grill section, so I'm in charge of all the wood-fired meats, stews as well. Occasionally, I'll be jumping back to pasta, so it's just where the heart of the fire is. Right, so you really uh, almost, right? <laughs> you started from the bottom all the way to the top right now. You're still working and learning a lot and having this, um, you know, World Young Chef title is, is like a pat on the back for you. I think it's more like a privilege and I just would really love to have this opportunity to just like tell all the young cooks you could also go to Asian cuisine because we have so much heritage there to preserve. I, I don't need to be doing anything too big or winning a star or anything. I just hope people are a little bit more inspired to preserve our culture here, our food. It also goes to show that you're going in the right direction as well, I guess. But tell us a little bit about what inspired your menu at the competition. I pretty much did not know what I was going to cook, to be very frank. There was a little bit of 
Ian, you will not get sponsored for your ingredients. So I was thinking, okay, I need to find something that was a little bit more affordable for my wallet. Uh, <laughs> so I looked towards like local produce. I live in the neighborhood of Gelang Sarai. And mm. uh, I looked towards things I eat often at home, at my partner's place. I looked towards like what my home economics teacher used to teach me. My first dish that she taught me was actually a Johorian style laksa. So that was a sauce that went onto the dishes. But mostly the food, the inspiration comes from my day-to-day eats and things I just really sincerely love to share with everyone else. You know, in celebration of his win as World Young Chef 2023, he's going to have a special pop-up menu of the award-winning dishes at Christina's in Mondrian, Singapore, Duxton for three nights only. So tell me more about this, Chef Ian. Uh, so basically, I've been very, very humbled for an uh, association like Mondrian to allow me to have a little kitchen takeover. It'll be very exclusive only for three days. It'll be held at the most coolest hangout spot in Duxton in Mondrian as well. It's called Christina's. You enter the door, you take a left, it's right there. It's nice warm lighting. We have only 25 seats per night. It'll be happening for three nights from the 30th of January to the 1st of February. You'll be three courses, and the three courses that I'll be presenting will be the exact dishes that I've used for the Monaco competition to represent Young Chef Singapore. They'll be going at $88 per person for food, as well as an optional beverage pairing for $48 plus plus, which I had a part to play in as well. So you got to select the pairings. Now, tell us a little bit about the dishes that you're going to be serving up. What kind of flavours can we expect at this pop-up? I would say, first and foremost, it would be a firecracker of flavours. It's going to be pretty much very explosive and fun as well. So it will be my take on the food we all know and love in Singapore. Our first course would be actually called Maju, which means onward. Mm-hmm. So I try to take a very modern twist on a classic that we all know and love. The first dish was inspired by cuttlefish kangkong. So it's a Southeast Asian fusion of a wok chart squid and a cold herb sambal. There will be a nice textural contrast with a leek floss that has been fried with crunchy pickles, local vegetables like carrots, chikama, turnips, and depending on what the market will have to offer. This really helps me celebrate Singaporean culinary heritage as the dish is meant to be mixed together. Mm, so a little bit like rojak kind of salad. Spot on, absolutely. <laughs> so our next course will be called uh, ingatan. So ingatan actually means homage. So it actually pays tribute to uh, Pranakan heritage. I've been staying over at my partner's place for some time now and her mom has been absolutely lovely. They are Pranakan, so they actually would cook Pranakan dishes like uh, ayam buah keluar and all that kind of stuff. And the best part is that I think in Asian cuisine, we do not have one dish. We celebrate with the entire table. We share our dishes. I made a couple components that are very true to home. One part of the dish would be a nonya chap chai that I wrapped up in a little bit of a binkert sheet. So it looks like a ngohyang. So a second one would be a take on a ota, but I made it more like Turanganu style. So it's a little bit more uh, East Malaysian. It will be slightly spicy and wrapped with a wild pepper leaves we call a daun kadut. And then a crispy scaled fish. We'll be using a splendid alfonsino a very lovely Mediterranean fish that can be found in Japan as well. And then finish with a must-have Asian condiment. We need to have sambal on the table. (laughs) So this would be all going together with a sauce that has been inspired by my first home economics lesson so that you'd be tied together with a laksa sauce. Uh, The Johorian laksa that you mentioned earlier on. Yeah, correct. Oh, sounds absolutely delicious. And for dessert, you can't miss out the wrap-up, right? What are we going to get from you for dessert? Uh, This is going to be... Pretty 
intense but interesting as well. So I'll have a coconut parfait. It's called Marjula, which means a celebration. So we have a coconut parfait together with some tamarind caramel, together with some asam and gula malaka, uh, tied it together with a shrimp and caramel brittle. So it's a very like childhood-centric snack. And then we finished off with some uh, Indian dried mango powder that has been made into a gurnita as well. So this dish, pretty much like rojak, you need to have them together. And also our cultural diversity in Singapore, where I use uh, all Chinese, Indian and Malay ingredients together. Mm, I see. So it all ties together. It sounds like so many different power-packed flavours, the textures. I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to trying this out. Now, tell me, did winning the competition kind of change your mindset, change your goals a little bit? What is your mindset and what are your goals? Uh, as a culinary student in Singapore, we are actually a little bit more inclined towards learning uh, Western cuisine as part of this whole entire culinary curriculum. However, winning the competition really reinforced my ideals as well as my passion for Asian food, especially in celebrating the cultural diversities that are offered here in Singapore. I'm super motivated to just delve deeper into the history as well as so much of the tradition that has already been written down and documented. It's just really for us to really go and find out. Uh, my dream is honestly to travel the world. I've been to Vietnam and Korea and I kind of just want to go back there just to eat. So I hope uh, this job really helps me with pursuing that kind of lifestyle and passion to discover more, to learn more as well. Mm, so you get to discover more flavours and you get, you get to bring back the flavours as well. Absolutely. <laughs> What's that one dish, for example, you say you've travelled to Korea and Vietnam. What's that one dish in Vietnam that keeps you hankering for it? The flavours, perhaps? I was in Hanoi twice, I think in 2023, once in January and another time for a guest shift in July. I've never had a taste of it before. I had Wunzu, crab meat, tomato, stewed together with a lot of fresh herbs like dill, the Vietnamese-style shiso leaves. They call it beefsteak plant. Mm. You mix them all together. And uh, I didn't understand a single word on the menu. I just said, can I have one of the points to the most expensive plate? And <laughs> it's fully loaded. Delicious. Couldn't get enough of it. And it only opens from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. You couldn't even find it on Google Maps. What? Okay, next time I hit there, I'm definitely going to have to hit you up for the recommendations so you can point me in the right direction. Yeah, please let me know. <laughs> Talking about pointing in the right direction, though, I want to hear from you a food recommendation right here in Singapore as well. Is there anywhere that you always go to? I visit markets very often around my home area. I live in a humble neighbourhood of Geelang East. Uh, home of all the good eats. So we are very, very close to a Gelang Sarai market and there are so many delicious food. If you ask me to pick one, honestly, it's extremely difficult. But <laughs> if I had to give any credit, it has to be to Sinapagi Nasi Padang. On the second floor, the unit number is 02137. They've, I think, been a third or fourth generation Nasi Padang store in Singapore. And if there is one dish that you have to try, it will be the beef tendon lemak chili padi. Why is it you so amazing? Not. I love a lot of textures in our food. We have so many different kinds of vegetables that have massive texture. You go to a Chinese restaurant, they ask you, what vegetables would you like followed by how do you want it done? Mm. So texture is mostly primary than a secondary in some cases. And I feel that this has made it come through really, really strongly. Beef tendon has this really nice chew, nice QQ kind of a flavor where how we Asian people like our noodles. So I guess that satisfies my cravings in terms of having something nice and chewy. But the sauce, oh my goodness, I could go on. It's punchy, it's spicy, at the same time, extremely mellow and rounded. Like, I could just have it with rice all day. Woo. 
Or I, you can just eat it by yourself. No need to rice or so. <laughs> you, you need to stop me before we overrun because is it that good? Yes. <laughs> I'll give it to them. Okay, what is the name of the place once more? It's called Sinar Pagi Nasi Padang at Gelang Sarai on level two. All right. That's a place that we definitely have to go check out. Thank you so much for that recommendation. Now, before I let you go, I want to find out where can we make a reservation uh, for the three-night-only pop-up dinner that you're going to be serving from 30th January to 1st of Feb. Christina's will be taking care of the reservations and dates for this exclusive dinner. So reservations can be made straight at Christina's, uh, whether online or via just simply making a call. However, I just want to remind all of you guys that this event is extremely limited in availability. So uh, grab your seat soon. All right. Go get those seats. Thank you so much, Chef Ian. And uh, have fun at the pop-up dinner as well, yeah? Cheers. Pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Charmaine Poir, behind the counter at Kiss92's Kiss Cafe.